Storm Bowling Products, the Bowlers Company, presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Tim Berg and Kendall Miles. Above180.com's Tim Berg and Storm's web content manager and former collegiate bowler at Weber International University, Kendall Miles, are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Tim and Kendall. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Ben Canfield. Ben is a head bowling coach of the men and women's team at Grand Canyon University, which is located in Phoenix, Arizona. Ben, it's Timberg and Kendall Miles here. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, Tim and Kendall. Thanks for having me. I, uh, I listen to you guys, all your guys' shows, so it's, it's good to be back on. Awesome. Well, let's get right into things. You're the head bowling coach there at Grand Canyon University of the men and women's teams. Let's talk about how you're getting each of the teams ready. You guys have uh, some competition coming up on the on the men's side at the end of this month, but the ladies have a little bit longer to wait before their official competition begins. But how are you preparing both teams? Yeah, we, we started practice a couple weeks ago. Uh, we get a little bit uh, later start here out west, so we can kind of ease into things. Um, my my women bowled a um, a local event this past weekend, um, and then my men um, have an upcoming uh, annual head-to-head match with ASU. We call it our crutch match. So those are two ways that we're preparing um, for upcoming tournaments. Um, but besides that, we have um, two on the lanes practices a week where we're doing you know various drills, all the you know, important fundamental stuff that, that you see all the teams do, um, as well as we have um, a once-a-week workout in, in our weight room on campus. So uh, we're getting them in shape um, in that perspective as well, right? Like college bowling tournaments, you're standing there for sometimes 10 hours a day. So uh, you got to be physically fit um, and, and mentally ready to, to hit the lanes. Tell us a little bit about what's it like. You know, many teams have, you know, women's coach, men coach, sometimes an assistant coach, and you're kind of a, a one-man band, um, to, and you found success with both of these teams in the years. Um, what's it like, you know, running both programs as just one guy? Yeah, it, it can be tough. It was tough in the early years, um, for sure, And uh, but luckily I have some great relationships here locally, and so I do have some volunteer um, assistants that help out. Um, and, and they're a big help, uh, Riley Dempsey, um, who's been in the pro shop industry here locally. And I bowled juniors with, he's been around for a couple of years. And then, um, I got a former bowler joining this year to co- help coach some of our teams. His name's Matt Adranya. Um, and then on the women's side this year, um, I have Kareem Lee or Acuff, um, who, who bowled for GCU, um, her last two years finishing her nursing degree. Um, she made the show at the Queens uh, this past summer. So uh, we got a wealth of knowledge and then also another local uh, talented female, Emily Ornalis. So they're all they're not employed by the university. They're they're all um, devoting their time to pop in here and there and maybe come on a trip or two. So, um, you know, it's it's an undertaking to to get 40 students, uh, you know, all in line and, and develop a good culture, but uh, I think the end result is, is always worth it in the end. So, Ben, you've been there now. This is your, am I correct in saying your ninth season with the team as a coach? Yeah, that's correct. Your ninth season. So over those those times, 
you know, we've had a whole different variety of rule changes from NIL to the transfer portal to all sorts of different things. How how are those affecting you guys at GCU with it being a private university? Does that matter in any way, shape, or form, or or how are you handling both of those, the transfer portal and then uh, the name, image, and likeness uh, availability? Yeah, I think um, I have. it hasn't really impacted us on the NIL side of things uh, since we're only affiliated with USBC Collegiate and, and, uh, and cl- a club team. So um, there's no regulations on the money that students can make outside, um, as far as I know, in tournaments and, you know, sponsorship deals and stuff like that. So that hasn't really impacted us. Uh, the transfer portal, I think, is, um, you know, it's been something that was had been talked about since I've been going to coaches association meetings, and um, it's finally in place. And I think it's it's great um, that there uh, is a level of accountability there. And, um, you know, it's designed to protect all teams of all affiliations and kind of bring it all under one roof. So I think it's great. And, you know, um, having the students be able to you know, have those conversations with their coaches. And maybe if some place isn't a right fit, you know, they have the ability now to, to go find another place immediately. And I, and I think that's good um, because ultimately as coaches, we want, um, you know, to have what's going to be best for the student athlete and their, their overall well-being. And I think, um, you know, not every college is the right fit for, for someone and uh, we can't control what goes on outside of uh, bowling and so I think it's it's good um, overall and it's it's the new thing to navigate but I, I think the positives outweigh the negatives for sure. Uh, so you know walk us through a little bit what it's like you know campus life down in GC I mean you're in a beautiful area in the country being down in Arizona which is a big attraction uh, I know a lot of students even a former one of my former teammates at Weber um, actually I know went down to GCU a few years ago Kyle Simi. Um, yeah. So, yeah, walk us through a little bit of the day in the life of a GCU student, you know, on and off campus, and then what's practice like? Yeah, Kyle is great. He was my first captain, um, so I'm glad you mentioned him. He He's <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, GCU has, has blown up. We have uh, a huge campus now, um, but even though it's it's big and can feel daunting, there's there's small communities throughout, right? The bowling team is one of them. Um, and I would say, you know, it's like living in luxury. The apartments on campus are, are, are awesome. Um, and, uh, the class sizes, even though we're big, a big campus, it's still pretty small. Um, and, you know, teachers are accept, uh, accessible and we got a lot of great facilities there, like the, our club sports weight room that I mentioned. Um, so, uh, it, our campus is set up to where, you, within your, you know, your, your little pod uh, living area, you have, you know, your dorm, a convenient store type place, a pool and a gym all within, you know, close proximity. So it's, it's a pretty nice setup and uh, the bowlers love it. And I think, uh, you know, my pitch to, to all my, my students that I recruit uh, from other parts of the country where it's a little bit cooler um, is that a lot of times it's 70 and sunny in, in January and, that's really hard to beat. So Ben, as you've had athletes graduate through the program, what are you hoping their biggest takeaways are from, from bowling for you uh, on the, you know, if that's a a guy or gal, it shouldn't really matter which, but what are you thinking? uh, What do you want them to, their biggest takeaway to be from the program? Yeah. I I think I always tell people that um, my 
philosophy is to, to teach bowlers skills that will translate on and off the lanes. Um, obviously, it starts with the love for bowling, but um, I want them to be able to take the concepts that we're, we're learning from a, um, a team culture perspective and just, you know, problem solving and things like that into their everyday lives. And, um, you know, when I look back at my time in college bowling, I really value the friendships and relationships that I built and um, the way that those have grown and matured over the years since I've left um, college bowling. And uh, I want to create an environment where that can happen and where they can, you know, connect once a year and bowl the open championships together or, you know, fly across, across the country to go to a wedding or, or meet somebody's, um, you know, newborn kid, right? It's uh, those things transcend what we do on the lanes. And so my, my ultimate goal is to create an environment where that can happen. And, um, you know, the bowling comes second. So when you initially, you know, assume this role as head coach, which it's unbelievable to, to, to say that it's been nine years, you know, it seems like just yesterday you're getting there, but which big congrats to that. Um, so, you know, what was the initial difference of, of now being on the other side of it as a coach in comparison to a player. You were a successful player in college. You had a lot of good players around even college when you were bowling. Um, you know, what? so at initial year one, year two, what was it like, you know, being on the other side of the spectrum? Yeah, it was, it was definitely daunting at first. Um, and it's like how you find your voice, right, as a young coach teaching students um, who are the same age or, or almost the same age as you. It's, it's, uh, it was challenging, but I think um, – I learned a lot from, you know, my, my coach Jordan from ASU, as well as the administration within club sports. Um, you know, my director gave me a lot of freedom to, um, you know, to, to learn and, and try new things. And um, I think uh, the biggest thing is, is you get to see things from a, a bird's eye perspective. And, and when you're a student bowling on a team, you're, you're focused on, okay, what can I shoot this game, right? Or, oh, crap, I just missed a, a 10 pin. Um, you know, am I going to get pulled from a lineup? And so um, learning how to process um, what is happening at a tournament from a, a higher level um, is, is definitely uh, was definitely a challenge at first. But I think, uh, you know, I've developed some good systems over the year and, and have some great dialogue with, with other coaches to, um, you know, make sure that I'm I'm – preparing the team accordingly and, and making the best decisions that I can in, in the moment. And, and just like when we're on the lanes um, as bowlers, right, you want to commit to the decision and, and be okay with the result. Right. And you're going to learn from it, whether it goes good or, or it doesn't. And, and so I think um, taking that same philosophy into my coaching decisions uh, really helped. So if you're out, whether it be at a at a on a recruiting trip, maybe maybe just out at a bowling tournament where a, a JBT where there's younger bowlers who you might be scouting out, maybe just even there to watch watch a few people that you may know. What's a few things people can do to stand out to you that they want to bowl for GCU in both a good and a bad way that would maybe make you hesitant or or, or accepting to them? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we want to look at their their talent level, right? And if they're, um, you know, I keep a close eye on the JBT tournaments here around the Southwest and, and things like that. So if, if, if they throw the ball well, that's great. Um, but ultimately, we want to look at their attitude and 
um, how they're responding to good breaks and bad breaks and the way that they're conversing with their parents, um, right? And uh, because I want to know that <clears throat> there's, uh, you know, some accountability there, right? If, if, a, if a bowler's not being accountability to the person who is bringing them to these events and um, treating them with respect, like how am I supposed to know that they're going to treat me with respect as, as a coach? And so, um, you know, for the most part, uh, at least in the, the local bowling community here in the Southwest, uh, we got a, a, a crop of great talent and uh, a lot of my bowlers bowl those local events too. And so they can kind of give me another perspective um, on, on these bowlers that are, um, you know, making GCU one of their potential choices for college. Um, and so if they stand out, you know, I'll reach out or, or they'll reach out to me and, and we'll get them on campus for a visit and, and kind of dive deeper into, you know, what would make GCU um, the right place for them. You know, we, there's been a really a new wave of young college coaches that are really entering the scene. You get Sean Bybee, Brandon Clemmer. I mean, so many coaches that, are in that under 30 category and you were kind of a pioneer of that of our generation you were the first one to do it so what has that been like you know really coaching like you, you mentioned you touched on it earlier you're coaching students that are really close to your age now as we both get older that number that gap's getting bigger of course but initially when you started i mean you guys were listening to the same music you're 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 doing the same things of nightlife you're you're in, you have the same interests was that ever a conflict or did that help you be a better coach? What was it like, you know, coaching those kids, coaching your players being so close to their age? Yeah, well, I appreciate you saying that. Um, you know, I, I've never really looked at myself as a pioneer, as like you mentioned, but, um, you know, I'm happy to, if somebody, if I inspired somebody to pursue it, like, that's great. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a weird, uh, it was a weird dynamic at first. To, to kind of be like, okay, I'm coach, but I'm also your friend. Um, and I still have that, but um, I, I think it was a positive um, because it really helped me create um, deep relationships with specifically my leaders that we were kind of, you know, working on shaping the, the culture of, of the GCU bowling program and being able to relate with them on a very personal level, I think uh, just, made that uh, player coach relationship even stronger. And I think, uh, you know, in my fourth year with our team that, uh, that made it all the way to ITC nationals, um, the guys in that group were so close. Um, and, and I felt like I had a, a very similar relationship with them and, and we just trusted each other really well. And, and I think if I was 10 years older, um, it probably wouldn't have been the same story. Um, so it's, uh, honestly, I think it's been a little bit more difficult as I am a little bit further removed from, you know, what, what they're doing and, you know, what the shows they're watching and what they're listening to and all that. Like, I think, uh, that has been more of a challenge than maybe it was for me, um, in my first couple of years. So along those same lines, and what advice do you have for some of the younger coaches that Kendall mentioned that are cutting their teeth, whether it be head, you know, full-time coach or assistant coach? Yeah, I, w I would just say, uh, you know, don't be afraid to fail and uh, try try new things um, because even if you're a great bowler, right? Like most most of the people stepping in are, are going to have some bowling accolades of some sort. 
um, it, it's a whole new world. And, um, you know, throughout your bowling career, you learn to, to compete at the youth level and then at the college level and then at the, you know, adult scratch or pro or whatever level. Um, it's the same thing in coaching. You, you have to learn to, um, you know, to find your way with, with the tools that you've been given. And, um, you know, if you step into a program, like I was at GCU that had been around for a couple of years, but nobody knew, um, you know, what have you got to lose? Um, and, uh, so, so I would say, you know, don't be afraid to fail and, and go for it. And, um, there's a lot of great resources out there. Uh, I mentioned my coach, um, at ASU, but also, you know, some of the other coaches out West, uh, coach Preble at Fresno and, uh, Lindsay um, at San Jose State, like I, I've really valued the relationships I have with them and the, you know, conversations we have in the back at tournaments. Um, I'd be lying if I said I didn't take, you know, something that they told me that they were doing with the team to prepare for a tournament and, and make it my own. And so um, there's a lot of great tools and resources out there. Um, and so don't be afraid to, to utilize those. So this is one of my favorite questions I love to ask, and I think that you're the perfect candidate for this. Is you know you've been doing this for you're still relative, you're still very young and you've been doing it for nine years. What's one piece of advice that you know you would give maybe Ben Crane back in uh, back nine years ago that you have learned nowadays? Whether it was to be more patient, was to learn more, was to do anything for coaches that are coming up. What piece of advice you would have given yourself that you know now for nine years ago? Oh man, that's, uh, that's a good one. Like I said, I, I listened to these and I should have known that was coming. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, I think, uh, what I would tell first year coach Ben is, um, uh, just be patient, um, and be okay with being uncomfortable. Right. And I, I stepped into an environment where I was, I was coaching against people that I had bowled with the previous year and, and it was kind of odd. And um, I think if I embrace uh, being uncomfortable a little bit quicker, um, you know, I might have had a little bit more um, success early on. And I, we still had we still had great success. I don't want to take anything away from those teams. Um, but from my end, um, looking back, I think that that's kind of what I would tell myself is, is be OK with uh, being uncomfortable. All right. Well, Ben, want to thank you for being here today on the podcast. All the best of luck moving forward with the team, and we will be catching up with you again down the road. Sounds great, Tim and Kendall. I appreciate uh, you guys having me on, and um, we'll look forward to hopefully uh, making some waves at the national level here uh, from our, our Lopes Bowlers. Thank you so much for joining us, man. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Yep. All right. Good stuff, Ben. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, Kendall, if you're still there, I, I appreciate that comment you made. Uh, <laughs> like I said, no, I don't. I mean it, man. I mean, I don't just blow smoke. I mean it. And I want to say I've been doing these podcasts with, with Tim for a year now, approaching two. And I would say this is probably top five, man. You did a fantastic job. It was a pleasure talking to you, man. And hopefully I can see you sooner rather than later. And uh, keep keep crushing and keep doing what you're doing, buddy. We'll, uh, we'll definitely cross paths soon, man. Sounds great. We'll uh, we'll do our best here, and and like I said, hopefully you'll see some good things come down the pipeline from us this year.